Welcome to Creative MKE, a conversation show from Imagine MKE, where we talk to creative leaders in Milwaukee and beyond to highlight all the incredible transformative power of their work in our region. We hope that after listening to the pod, you'll be able to imagine our city's arts and culture ecosystem and all the awesome artists, organizations, and creative assets within it in a new way. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gasparka. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Creative MKE. Thank you for joining me today. I'm especially excited for the Milwaukee visual artists out there who might be listening to today's episode. Today, I'm in conversation with Darius Smith and Maureen Regali from Generator, which is described as, quote, a nationally ranked venture capital firm and accelerator that brings together startup founders, investors, corporations, job seekers, universities, musicians, and artists. The Generator platform includes more than 75 programs spanning startup accelerators, corporate programming, speaker series, conferences, skills accelerators, and fellowships, end quote. Recently, Milwaukee's Generator branch has teamed up with the Sherman Phoenix Marketplace and Phoenix Rising to offer an accelerator program for visual artists in Milwaukee focused on professional development. About Sherman Phoenix Marketplace, in their own words from their website, quote, In 2016, violent unrest broke out in the Sherman Park neighborhood of Milwaukee after a fatal police shooting rocked the community. In the weeks following, community conversations identified the need for safe, welcoming neighborhood spaces, and certain leaders in the community decided to take matters into their own hands in order to foster change. In the hopes of moving forward, the idea for the Sherman Phoenix was born. The Sherman Phoenix, which you can hear in the background here, bustling on a, a weekday in January, transformed the fire-damaged BMO Harris Bank building located at the Eastern Gateway to the Sherman Park neighborhood into high-quality space for small businesses of color, offering diverse foods, wellness services, and cultural activities. Updates to the neighborhood include much-needed community spaces to curate art exhibits, film showings, and cultural events." End quote. In our discussion today, Regali and Smith weigh in on the intentions behind this grant-making program and development curriculum, which is designed to operate as a social impact investment to help not only the visual artists who participate, no matter their level of training, background, or demographics, to professionalize and increase their earned income, but also to garner positive change for the Milwaukee community, including increased future investment in the arts. After the break, my conversation with Maureen Regali and Darius Smith from Generator. Hello, welcome Darius and Maureen. Appreciate it. Good to have you both here today. We're going to be speaking about 
this exciting new grant opportunity for artists here in Milwaukee. Why don't you kick us off by telling us and telling our audience a little bit about the Generator program? So Generator is a nationally ranked accelerator program in the venture capital world. And so what that means is that they work with startups, founders, and investors, uh, corporations, job seekers, universities, artists, musicians, um, and they really have a variety of different programs that they run, uh, spanning from accelerators, uh, which is kind of this idea of providing funding and mentorship for startups. Uh, they have corporate programming, they have conferences, uh, skills accelerators for people interested in learning new skills. Um, and then they also have um, these fellowships for artists and musicians. And so Generator Art falls under that in terms of providing an accelerator for visual artists. So basically, we think about visual artists the same way that we would think about an entrepreneur or someone starting a business. So our goal is to provide business skills for artists to navigate that kind of entrepreneurial world, as well as funding that they need in order to be successful artists. So we kind of think about that as an investment in their art practice, so to speak. And then the Sherman Phoenix is a marketplace based in Milwaukee, and they really offer high quality business space for businesses of color, really ranging from foods, wellness services, cultural activities, et cetera. And then they just started this new program called Phoenix Rising, which provides entrepreneurial support for black and brown owned businesses. I was just about to ask what the spark of inspiration for the synergy between these two organizations was, but it sounds like that therein lies the answer. Exactly. Yes. That interest in supporting entrepreneurs in the Milwaukee area, and then specifically thinking about those creative entrepreneurs. Mm. So why now? Why in this moment, um, sort of in the long tail of the pandemic where you know businesses are kind of struggling to get back up on their feet, can you give us a little bit more context about why the Generator program is shifting to this focus at this time. Generator has run um, this art program now for three, four years now. I think we're uh, entering our fourth year of running this program. And traditionally, we've worked with just a small handful of artists, giving them $15,000 grants, as well as as 12 weeks of one-on-one mentorship. And we've always been really interested in this idea of what happens if we take that program and work with more artists, um, and particularly what we've seen with the applications for our 12-week art accelerator program is that Wisconsin artists or Milwaukee artists uh, in general tend to have a harder time competing application-wise with artists from larger cities. And so we've always been very interested in this idea of what happens if we take our 12-week accelerator program and make it more accessible, accessible to a larger number of artists, uh, a larger audience, so to speak, and um, it, you know, try to bring grant funding and professional development to more artists to really help them be competitive on a national or international scale. Awesome. Darius, do you want to speak about who this program is for? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, this program is for Milwaukee-based artists, um, for the emerging artists, We're looking for anybody over the age of 18. It can be someone's 90-year-old grandmother or grandfather. As long as they know how to work Zoom, it is the program. (laughs) We really just want to focus in on still emerging artists because we want everyone. We want everyone to apply. 
So for us, it's more so the person, let's just say, that lived a life. There was a mother, there was a father, and they gave up on their dream of being an artist. But that doesn't take away from the artwork that they're creating, doesn't take away from the artwork that they do, or anything like that. So for us, it's more so about, we want to give everyone the opportunity to have an opportunity to apply for this program. Mm. Uh, it's basically a program for, for the city of Milwaukee. We, you know, we're opening up this program for opportunity for individuals who normally would have just given up on themselves. Mm. Uh, and we really want to show everyone that just because you didn't go to school, just because these factors within your life that change your trajectory of being an artist does not take away from your artwork being appreciated or being valued in any mm. of the art spaces that are in the city of Milwaukee. So for us, it's more so we want to build a program, have a program for everyone by folks within the city of Milwaukee. Cultural competency is there because we understand what it feels like to be a Milwaukee artist. We understand what it feels like to be a Milwaukee resident. We understand all of these uh, hurdles, speed bumps, whatever you want to call them, that normally um, stops a lot of Milwaukee artists from progressing. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is getting the Milwaukee artists out of their bubble mm -hmm. and join another bubble that can be a <laughs> city that can be new art galleries that never heard of them or different individuals that never heard of this person. So it's more so about constantly expanding and re-inspiring re and all of those things that I think people are looking for, but sometimes they just don't know where to go. And this is an opportunity for people that are looking for and to give them a place to go and have a sense of community within this mm. program. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. It sounds like it's a really intentional alternative access point for uh, artists in Milwaukee to professionalize, no matter what their life experience has been, or as you said, what kind of age bracket they fall into. So that's that's really exciting. I'd, I'd also like to kind of piggyback off that a little bit and just say that it's really important to us that the artists um, in this program are interested in exploring the business side of their art practice. Um, you know, it's not necessarily something that gets covered a lot in art school or even in art classes. Um, it's actually kind of been a little bit of a taboo subject, I think. And so the ideal candidates for our program are people who are really interested in exploring that business side and very interested in, in learning about what I jokingly call the not so sexy part about being an artist. You know, how do you create a budget? How do you price your artwork? How do you do your taxes? Should you be an LLC? All those things that aren't necessarily part of the fun part of the creative process, but are really necessary if you're going to be a financially successful artist. Awesome. Thank you for those additional details. So what will the application process and review process be like? So the application process is fairly easy. Um, you know, looks like a normal application. Um, we do give the artists the opportunity to present at least seven items of their work, you know, with you can add the details if you're a painter, if whatever your medium is, painter, photographer, whatever it may be. So the application is very easy. We made it very easy just for the average person can go inside and fully understand the process. Of course, you have to give an artist statement um, and other things, artist statement, art, art details upon your pieces. So the application itself 
it's very easy. It's, it's user-friendly. I think that's the best way of describing it. It is very user-friendly. And just like we said, uh, we want to want to make the application accessible for individuals that may not have the, should I say, just the, the basic knowledge of how to do these things. So it's that's our artist statement. That's um dimensions on a on a on a piece that you have. So, you know. Everything is written there. It's very easy. Um, we have it almost on everything. Um, majority of the applications, not just the applications, the flyers that you may see around the city have QR codes that you can easily scan that can take you straight to the application just to make sure that everyone and anyone throughout the city of Milwaukee is seeing it. Not too complicated, just very um, just easy for the average day person. Once the applications are received, what kind of review process will they undergo? So, so first of all, just, just to piggyback off Darius again. So as Darius mentioned, you can certainly uh, scan a QR code on any of our flyers to take you directly to the application, or you can just go to the Generator Art website uh, and view the application there. Once you submit the application, it will be reviewed by a panel of uh, art experts. Uh, those can be curators, art professionals. Uh, they're all from outside of Wisconsin. Um, and they're going to review the applications based off of a set of criteria. They're really going to be looking at um, the artist statement, the artwork samples, as well as artists that um, seem to be very interested in exploring the business side of their art practice. And so they're going to review all the applications, rank them, uh, and select uh, a handful to participate in, in this program this year. So we will be working with up to 20 artists this year. Super exciting. And when will the actual accelerator program take place? In what time frame will it take place? Yes. So the application process, um, the application is due February 26th. And then the jury will review the applications for about a month. Um, and then the actual generator accelerator, the first cohort, will begin on April 10th. And that will begin our seven-week accelerator program. Now, will all of the all of the program pieces be accessible to someone who, for example, has like a full time job and works nine to five? Like, who would be not a candidate? Let's let's dig into those details um, for for a program like this. I guess on the application itself, we do have a slot that does say the availability. Um, so, what we want to do is we understand that. This program that we're curating is, you know, we want to make it accessible for everyone. So mm -hmm. on the application, we're putting, you know, availability. So when we do end up choosing um, the participants for the first cohort, we're able to try to, you know, um, if everyone chooses the weekends, then we possibly would try to schedule things on the weekend, you know, the best mm -hmm. that we can you know, for individuals time. So I think it's for anyone. Mm. I would just say be flexible with us and we'll be flexible with you. <laughs> I guess that's the best way of describing it because we do understand that some of the folks that may apply for this program aren't full-time artists. Mm. Uh, you, you know, these are people that, you know, like we said earlier, who lives a, you know, a life outside of just this. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to be there when folks need need us. So when it comes down to accessibility and availability, we are flexible. Um, some things may be different. Just when it comes down to if we have a guest speaker, we may need mm -hmm. to do it on a week weekday. So mm -hmm. for the most part, majority of the programming will have virtual and in-person. In-person will be at the Sherman Phoenix. In-person, we'll do Zoom. As long as you can work Zoom, 
you are the person <laughs> for us. <laughs> so it, that's that's really it. We're trying to be flexible. And as far as timeline wise, we just want to make sure that the hours that we're spending in program is realistic for individuals, not taking up too much time, but still enough time that we're able to get the right programming that's needed. That's a great point there. Um, do you have a sense of what the time commitment will be for participation in this program for artists? Um, yes. So as of right now, of course, every week will be different. I would say about per week, probably between one hour to about four to five hours, just because we may have, we may do in-person things together at the Sherman Phoenix, where we may spend another time. We may go to an event that we possibly may be there for two to three hours, or when we having a conversation with a mentor. Um, so each week will be, be a little bit different. But set, let's just say if it's one hour to four hours, that time span can be stressed out, let's say, between a week. So it's mm. fairly easy for the individuals that's being involved in the program. Mm-hmm. I would also like to just, again, piggyback off Darius a little bit uh, and mention that applicants do need to be 18 years or older. Um, and we are open to working with people who are still in school. As long as you're over 18, we are happy to work with you. Awesome. So you touched a little bit, Maureen, earlier upon some of the skills that this program will help to develop than these artist entrepreneurs, but I'd love to talk a little bit about the resources more explicitly. So if you're a recipient of this grant, what does that mean for you? What will you have access to? Who will you have access to? Can you break that down for us a little bit more? Yes. So um, Darius and I have worked to put together a curriculum for this seven-week accelerator. Um, So each week we'll focus on kind of a different topic related to your art practice, everything from storytelling um, to marketing yourself as an artist to creating budgets. And Darius and I have kind of pooled our resources of um, folks we know in the business and creative community, both in Milwaukee and outside Milwaukee, uh, to help uh, lead some of those those informational sessions uh, and be mentors as these artists are exploring things like uh, how to make their online presence the best it can be, uh, how to manage their social media. So really, it's a, it's a pooling of our um, resources and mentors, et cetera. And then in addition to that, we really want to make sure that uh, mentorship and learning from other people is a huge part of this program as well. So we've coordinated several different uh, events where um, people will connect with different mentors from both within the city of Milwaukee as well as um, the national art world Um really just giving them a chance to connect and, and learn from other people. And just a, a portion that's involved in the program that I'm super excited about, um, within the weeks of the program, we will have a, a week that's just for mental health. It will be a therapist involved in the program that the artists will talk to. We won't be able to know the information that, you know, that they're talking to with the artists, but um, we also want the artists to know that we are physically and mentally here for them. So as well as we're doing all of these other things, they also will have uh, a week full being with a therapist, understanding different coping mechanisms and things like mm-hmm. that, just to make sure that they're exactly where they need to be and going forward to be a better artist. Mm-hmm. I love that, that the program views them as whole people, not just artists and potential business people, but 
you know, people who have their own life stories that they're bringing to the table. And as with everyone in this day and age, juggling lots of responsibilities and challenges that come up in life. So that sounds really, really great. I want to kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about just the sort of premise of Generator and why it might be important. And this sounds incredibly obvious because of the nature of this show, but I just want to hear from the two of you. Why why is it important to invest in local creative entrepreneurship and in the creative sector? At least for me, the program that I recently just came from was uh, a generator program called the Northwestern Mutual Black Founders Accelerator. And I think sometimes when it comes down to investing and not just for artists, but um, impact, you know, the impact that you can have for certain individuals that normally aren't used to having, you know, things go well for them or whatever it may be. Mm. I think those things go a long way. And since this is the city that we all live in, we want to see the best outcome for the city. So I mm. think, uh, you know, as far as, you know, with Generator and for this program, um, we want to show folks that they matter at the end of the day, um, just because, you know, we live a we live lives where sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. And uh, these things of investing, uh, uh, having, you know, impact in individuals lives, these grants and so forth, sometimes they go a little bit further than what we possibly may even think. Mm. Um, this could be someone's reason to keep fighting. This can be someone's reason to keep going. This can be, hey, uh, let's just say 30 years from now, they're talking to their grandkids like, oh, this pivot in my life changed my trajectory of where I'm going. Mm. So I honestly feel like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing just because having impact, um, you sometimes you don't realize the impact that you're having on individuals' lives, a conversation or whatever it may be, can change the format of where they're going and the, how they see the world. So when it comes down to programs like this and other programs that Generator has, it's very close, close knit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different with investing. We're trying to make a community where that we're able to have these conversations. It's not just, hey, you was in this program, you got the funds, and then we'll see you another time. Mm-hmm. Or so, hey, we got these funds, let us keep helping. We want to keep helping. Investing is not just, hey, here's the funds, see mm-hmm. you later. It's more so, hey we're invested in you as an individual. And I think sometimes, especially in the day and age that we live in, um, when everything is uh, uh, like monetized and everything, Mm. we just want to invest in individuals. We Mm. want to invest in their stories, invest in things that make them happy, you know, going forward, just we're worried about them. We're worried about you as an individual, not just what you can offer us. We're worried about Mm. you. We want Mm -hmm. to invest in you. So um, especially when it comes down to, to Milwaukee, we know how Milwaukee is set up. Sometimes it's not so good. Sometimes it is good. But for this opportunity, this is filled with nothing but good that can fully impact individuals' lives going forward. And it may impact them lives outside of just art, mm. you know, just going forward as a person. Absolutely. And it also recognizes that, um, you know, these creative individuals, have roles to play in their own communities, right? They're not just making their work in a vacuum. They're making their work in response to their family and their, you know, spiritual community and their their block, their neighbors. And yeah. and and I think investing, the model of investing in a person 
really recognizes that investment can have positive impacts beyond that individual and beyond that specific opportunity. Yeah. Maureen, so- did you have something you wanted to add to that? Yes. You know, I think about particularly the generator art programs um, as a form of social impact investing, which is, you know, investing in communities, not necessarily for the monetary return that you're going to get on that investment, uh, but thinking about the larger social impact that that investment will have. Um, So social impact investing often involves um, investing in black and brown businesses, uh, investing in businesses that have, uh, you know, social impact in the terms of climate change or racial justice, et cetera. Um, And I I really truly believe that investing in artists falls under that category as well. Um, Thinking about investing in these individual artists uh, as a form of investing in uh, in, in the social change that their artwork will bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure that the listeners of this podcast know that Wisconsin is, I forget the statistics off the top of my head, but uh, we don't get a ton of funding for the arts, uh, particularly funding for individual artists. Oh, it looks like. Yes, <laughs> we're, actually, we're actually last in the nation. Okay. Okay. Yes. All I, right. I was like, we're either second to last or last. Um, so not a ton of funding for the arts and particularly not a ton of funding for individual artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, I feel like a lot of artists in the Milwaukee area feel like in order to have a successful art career, they need to leave, move to a bigger city that has more arts funding, that has a bigger arts community that they can be a part of. Um, and I think one of our goals with this program is to bring some of that funding and support back to Milwaukee and show artists that they can continue to live and work in Milwaukee and have a successful art career. And in doing so, that will help create a bigger art economy uh, in Mm. in the Milwaukee area um, and encourage more artists to stay here. Awesome. So what might be some of those positive ripple effects? Like if you were to look back at this first cohort of the program a year out, um, what are some of the impacts that you'd like to see or that you'd hope to see? Uh, I think for me, it's, it's, um, I think for me, it's just uh, giving folks the opportunity, the fact just to know that opportunity is out there. Just like we said, Wisconsin is dead last when it comes mm-hmm. to art funding, uh, you know, in the States. So for me, it's more so of um, when it comes down to this program, when it comes down to the generator art program, like this is something for the city that everyone can go out for, you know, um, that can, you know, expand certain things or entities outside of Wisconsin or Milwaukee would see like, wow, it's a lot of beautiful artists out of this, you know, place out of Milwaukee. Why isn't it more funding? Basically to bring attention to the conversation of why isn't it more funding? We have all these beautiful artists, these beautiful galleries uh, and so on. Why isn't it more funding? Maybe we should invest Mm. in more artist community. Maybe uh, we should, you know, have more um, opportunities for individuals to buy art, you know, or whatever it may be, um, is just to bring attention. I think at the end of the day, bring attention and awareness that, hey, it is, you know, beautiful artists coming out of Milwaukee. Um, and, you know, and I think that's, for me, that's that's really it. Just bring attention that, hey, um, you are just as valuable. Your art is just mm-hmm. as good as artists coming out of Chicago, LA, um, 
New York, Miami, and so forth. It's just, yes, uh, you may not have the funding, but that does not take away the value of your art or your artistry. And that, hey, you can make it here, you know, and just the opportunity that like, it's someone out there that's fighting for you. You're not just fighting for yourself. Because I think a lot of times as a Milwaukee artist, you do believe that you're here by yourself. Mm. And just like Maureen said that you have to, hey, you got to, you know, your degree at Myatt. Now it's time to go somewhere else um, and fly a little bit. And just to show, you know, show that you honestly can still do it here. Um, it's one of the biggest things is um, just the levels of appreciation and just the levels of um, understanding and opportunity that it is possible here. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're hoping to help increase in the long term retention of creatives here in Milwaukee and create more of a landscape where artists can see themselves developing within their careers in this space and not have to leave, not have to fly the coop and uh, head out to L.A. Yeah, is is that and just uh, awareness, just the awareness that, you know, for other individuals that possibly can scroll upon the generator art program or just generator in general and can see like, wow, maybe this is something that I really want to start investing in. Mm. Uh, and th- if it's not, if it is this program, then it, you know, if they invest in this program, then it goes back into the people because that's what it's for. You know, the more eyes that we can get on the individuals, the better, because they're going to make the work. The work is going to be fantastic. It's just getting the eyes on it. We can move it up the ladder and keep it going, then that's perfect. So for us, it's it's just that awareness of beautiful artists here that's making wonderful work. I, I think we do focus a lot on kind of those ripple effects of how um what what this investment in artists will bring long term to the Milwaukee arts community. And, you know, I think one of the things we really try to focus on with the generator art programs is this, you know, tracking of kind of tangible things that artists can say, yes, I've come away from the program with more earned income from my art practice or Mm -hmm. more exhibitions lined up or more collectors or more press or an updated website, or I'm now selling my art online when I wasn't before. So, you know, we really want to balance those tangible outcomes with this idea that, as Darius mentioned, this increased increased visibility of Milwaukee artists. And I really, I think it's important that Milwaukee artists uh, have this, that we help them be a little bit more competitive on the national or international uh, side of the art world. What what we've seen so far through the generator art applications is that, um, you know, it's, it's hard for Milwaukee artists to compete with artists who are living in uh, so so-called art cities like New York or LA um, because they don't necessarily have as much professional development or as much practice presenting their artwork in a professional manner. And so if our goal is to help uh, Milwaukee artists gain national attention for the amazing work that they're doing, I think it's really important that we we help them kind of polish up their resumes, so to speak, so that uh, people on the in the national art world start paying attention. Mm, I love that. So there's kind of a dual focus on both like emphasizing and leveraging the strength of what's already here, the sort of natural blossoming artistic visions of the people who are here, but recognizing that Milwaukee is a city that you know punches above its weight in a lot of capacities and perhaps it's time that these artists are able to especially in this this digital contemporary time that we're living in 
Um, artists are able to kind of fluidly inhabit all kinds of different cultures and spaces and not necessarily be mired in the Midwest in their in their artistic practices or or where it can go from here. Yeah, that's exactly. Absolutely. Well, how can artists um, and people who are interested in learning more about the program learn more? For one, they can go to uh, uh, generator.com and you just have to go in the art section and you can find everything that you need about um, both programs, the Generator Art Program and the Generator Art Sherman Phoenix Program. Mm -hmm. um, or you can just follow us on uh, Instagram at just Generator Art and you can find everything that you may need. Um, we'll have a lot of uh, resources and um, coming up on January 27th, we will be doing an info session at VAR Gallery. So if folks want to come down and see our lovely faces, they can definitely come down and see us and have conversations and access questions. Um, so just be on the lookout for more information on social media, anywhere that you may be. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll see something about this program. I would also like to add that uh, you can sign up for uh, office hour with either Darius or me. Um, just again, going to that generator art website and you can sign up and we can spend 15, 20 minutes talking to you about the program, uh, helping you with your application, answering any questions you have, et cetera. Awesome. Well, before I let the two of you go, I do want to hit you with one more question. So if you've listened to the podcast before, this is a standard question that we ask all of our guests, but in the remainder of the time that you're with me here on the pod, I'm going to go ahead and make both of you the leader of arts and culture here in Milwaukee. And I would like to know with that immense power, what would you like to do with it? What would you, what, what first policy move would you make as the leader of arts and culture? Since I'm a gentleman, I'm going to let Maureen go first. <laughs> oh, oh, nice one there, Darius. Nice one. As the leader of arts and culture in the Milwaukee area, well, number one is I would massively increase arts funding, uh, specifically for individuals, uh, creative individuals. And then I would kind of second that with I would love to see some sort of large-scale arts event uh, involving all of the different arts organizations in the Milwaukee area, uh, whether that be a Milwaukee art fair, a Milwaukee art festival, uh, that sort of thing. Um, and Perhaps a creative can... summit? Yes, if you will, a creative <laughs> summit. Um, and hopefully, you know, use that collaboration to to get some national and international attention for Milwaukee. Mm, Darius, back to you. Oh, thank you, Maureen. I do appreciate it. Um, I think for me, um, I would not police public art like Milwaukee does. Mm -hmm. I would have more public art spaces outside of Black Cat Alley. I think uh, public art deserves to be in other places outside of just an alley. I would like to have public art all throughout the city. And just like Maureen said, more festivals, more places. We do have, uh, you know, in the summer, we have a lot of festivals, but we don't really have many art festivals. You know, mm -hmm. we only have a couple. All we have to do is put up some partition walls at the lake. And there you go. We can have <laughs> a festival just like that. I would like to have more creatives being in, in charge of certain things. I would. For me, it's just give the power to us and we can make it work. We're already making it work without a budget a majority of the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just give folks the opportunity and they'll, you know, make it what it needs to be. 
doesn't need to be policed as much. Just give folks the opportunity, get some new blood in a lot of the different districts, should I say? Mm-hmm. Get some usefulness in the districts, should I say? And I think that would change a lot of different things going on. We just have to put a lot of our uh, trust into to the youth to make this city what it needs to be. And um, and I think that's really it. Just we need that we need to trust the locals in the community and making every single opportunity when it comes down to art or just you know, whatever it may be. And I think we'll get to where we need to be. That's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. I'm basically doing the exact same thing Maureen did. So I will be her coach. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You guys work as a good team. Yeah, I love that. Put power in the hands of the, the youth and the creative youth. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Maureen and Darius, for your time today. It's been nice chatting with you about this new, exciting Generator Sherman Phoenix project. And I can't wait to see the results. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review, or contact us. Creative MKE is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Elizabeth Gasparka. The show's theme music was written and produced by Bobby Drake. To catch all the latest from Imagine MKE, hit us up at Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or Facebook, Imagine MKE.